This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Join you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Let's just remove that quickly. Hoping There we go. See the Rudigard in full form. This is like, you know, right now we're in mic testing territory. So I'm calling on you guys to help us out. We've got some theories. We've got some strategies to see if we can sort out the issues that are going on. Thank you to everyone that's left comments of suggestions about how we can try and solve these issues. We're trying strategy one today. So let's see if we have any issues. If it starts to go like robotic or chipmunk-esque as it did yesterday, then do let me know as soon as possible in the chat box and I can get that sorted. But I'm hoping that it's all going to be fine. I'm an optimist um but let's see uh good morning to those joining us live in the chat box thank you so much for doing so matt g paul barry johnny uh justin jimbo morgie carl rich uh guna jake thomas stevie Kareda, holdini yummy uh mr e rob uh we've got uh rich kevin uh dave ab olawale louis clincy clock orange pj red star and so many more of you guys joining us as always as well Thank you uh, for very much uh, joining in and tuning in, uh, not tuning in, tuning in uh, to this morning's show. And as I said before, thank you throughout the course of this international break. It means the absolute world that you're continuing to show your commitment and um, and dedication to watching the show. Because uh, this is obviously a very quiet time, Arsenal-wise, but we've got plenty of news to talk about still. So the fact that you still choose to tune in does mean the absolute world. Um, thank you to Rob for becoming a brand new member. Rob Lesnar, I uh, really appreciate your time. Lesnar, maybe? Lesnar? Lesnar? Um, Brock Lesnar? <laughs> thank you, Rob. Uh, really appreciate the support of the channel. It means a lot. Right then, let's jump into today's stories. Do make sure you drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel. If you're new around here with those notifications turned on, so you never miss a show. 
Big news. Really, really good news. Beth Mead is back in Arsenal training. Really exciting stuff to see. Uh, whilst Leah Williamson um, and Viv Miedemar are not yet quite there um, and not quite back, despite obviously themselves suffering ACL issues, Beth Mead is back in training. Amazing to see. Really, really good. If only England had had her during the World Cup, it would have been you know easily our tournament. Um, but seeing Beth Mead and Alessia Russo next season is going to be an exciting thing to, to link up. So, yeah, really excited to see Beth Mead um, get involved and uh, and get back into training. And speaking of which, today, uh, if you need some Arsenal fix, uh, Arsenal's ladies are taking on link uh in the UEFA Champions League. So do make sure that you tune in to give that a watch. If you need some Arsenal fix in your life, I recommend making sure that you get underway with the Arsenal women's season. Uh, so, yeah, very much looking forward to that. Uh, Eddie Nketiah has been talking about his call-up to the England national team. He says, I'm really happy to be here, proud to be here, and looking forward to helping the team. Obviously, I've been here a few times, but it does feel different. It's extra special. You're mixing with great players, obviously a great manager as well. So just that sense of pride to be here, to progress through the age groups is obviously a nice feeling. And to get here is a nice step. I'm playing for a great club and a big club at Arsenal. These tough games will be a very different and new experience, but it is about doing as well as I can, showing my quality this week, and hopefully getting an opportunity to go out there and help the team. And that is the hope, because obviously he's going to be on the bench, as we know, but our game on Saturday against away at Ukraine uh, takes place on five, five o'clock on Saturday, and then we play again on Tuesday uh, away uh, in Scotland. So maybe uh, in that friendly, because it's only a friendly, that game against Scotland, whereas the Ukraine game is a qualifier. Uh, hopefully, Eddie Nketiah can get some minutes. That'd be absolutely fantastic to see. So let's keep our fingers crossed that indeed um, Eddie Nketiah can get some minutes uh, over the course of the next few days. Uh, the Ballon d'Or nominees are set to be announced uh, today. The nominees for the, uh, the individual honours competition are indeed set to be announced. So uh, keeping our fingers crossed for the likes of Bakaya Saka, Martin Odegaard. Could anyone else be involved? Could we see Martinelli? Could we see Declan Rice? Could we see William Saliba nominated? I guess we will have to wait and see, you know. But Bakaya Saka and Odegaard, I'd be shocked if they're not on the list of nominees for potential Ballon d'Or winners. What a way in which we have kind of transformed ourselves as a club now where we've got players across the side where we feel could get nominations for this individual honour. It really has changed things dramatically um, around the club. So, yeah, really, really exciting um, to see what happens. Um, Zungtar says, does Saka still compete for the Golden Boy? I'm not sure that he does, you know, because I think it's teenagers only, so under 20s. I might be wrong, um, but I'm pretty sure it's just, it was under 20s. I, I could be, it could be under 21s. Um, but he has just turned 22. So even then, he wouldn't be under 21. I don't think it would count towards that. So, Probably not. Um, moving forward again and into a couple of bits of transfer stuff uh, with the Saudi and Turkish windows still open at this stage. You know, we've got a couple of days left of that. Uh, the Saudi window closes tomorrow. Well, according to Loic Tanji, um, who has reported in France that Arsenal and Besiktas are renegotiating um, a potential deal for Pepe. There had been suggestions that there was an agreement, an understanding of how this deal would happen, that the player had even undergone a medical in, in Paris yesterday, according to some reports. But uh, Loic Tanzi is very well connected, suggesting here that there is a renegotiation going on of this deal and there's hope 
the the clubs will come to an agreement. Uh, Arsenal want a fee uh, for the player and are hopeful of getting a fee, no matter how small that fee might be. They are hopeful of trying to get a fee for him. So let's see if Nicolas Pepe ends up moving away from Arsenal this summer. Um, but it's touch and go, it seems, right now. We've just two days left of a couple of windows across Europe. And Arsenal, uh, going to John Percy of The Telegraph, made an inquiry for Pedro Neto. The Wolves winger, who has been out for the majority of last season, has started this season, is back available in the side and is a long-term target of the club. Yes, Arsenal apparently did indeed go back in to make an inquiry for Neto. Decided against making any official moves or materialising anything in terms of a formal bid. But Arsenal did indeed make an uh, inquiry for Neto. So it seems that he's a player that still remains um, under our watch. A player that still continues to be um, amongst our thoughts. And who knows, will we go back in? to him, uh, back in for him in, in January, or will it take the summer until we eventually try and sign Pedro Neto again? But there's a clear long-term interest from Arsenal in the player of which could become more formal in the months to come. So let's wait and see. And lastly, a headline story today. Uh, I revealed uh, exclusively on London yesterday that Arsenal did indeed receive written permission from Brentford for Aaron Ramsdale's replacement, potentially, David Raya, to play in the Carabao Cup match against his quote-unquote parent club. You know, he, they are still the parent club. He is on loan with an option to buy. There is an expectation that that option will be activated um, this season. But uh, yes, he will indeed be able to play against Brentford in the Carabao Cup. There was a lot of assumptions made when the draw happened that uh, the Arsenal, you know, would be able to use the player. However, there was never any official confirmation that the player uh, could play against Brentford because there is a law in the Carabao Cup competition that states the following. Players registered on a temporary basis will not be eligible to play unless the club holding his full registration gives its written consent. So that's what needs to take place. And we've got written consent from Brentford to allow David Raya to play in that competition. So that's really, really good news. But interestingly, Sammy Mottbell from the Mail adding to this story yesterday with the fact that Aaron Ramsdale's place very much is under threat. He is impressing in training. And there's potentially even a feeling that he could get a run of games after the international break. So let's wait and see uh, if indeed David Raya does get a string of games. We know that the Carabao Cup uh, is the second opportunity that we think David Raya will get if indeed he's not playing in the Premier League. If, if Ramsdale does continue in the Premier League, uh, the first opportunity that we think that David Raya will get in an Arsenal shirt will be in their game uh, against PSV in the Champions League. We return to action against Everton on Sunday, September 17th. But then on Wednesday, September 20th, we are at home to PSV in the Champions League. So let's wait and see if indeed he is involved in any of those games. But there is an expectation that that is likely to happen. Right. Uh, let's go to part two then and your questions right after this. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So uh, we jump into the chat box to see what questions we've got. It seems the microphone is, is holding out for now, which is a, a really, really good sign. We're not tempting fate, touch wood, um, but it's looking quite good so far. It runs with Cal, says, cheapest quote for the new drive surfacing is from a Spurs fan. Do I give him the job? <laughs> a very good question indeed. Look, sometimes, mate, as long as he doesn't know you're an Arsenal fan, maybe make that very clear, uh, then you're safe. If you've told him you're an Arsenal fan, you're taking a risk, mate. You're taking a risk. But uh, make sure you get the best job. Don't always get the cheapest job. You want the best job. So, and, you know, you don't want him bottling the job, which as a Spurs fan, you never know if that might end up happening. Uh, Maggi says, do you think Dallo has stopped sliding yet? <laughs> um, no, <laughs> no. I think he's still somewhere out there in the cosmos um, spinning away. Uh, going towards some random planet in the universe somewhere. If you've not seen the videos and the compilations, you won't know what I'm talking about, but uh, there are some fantastic edits uh, going around doing the rounds on social media of Diogo Dallo um, sliding <laughs> continuously forever and ever. Um, Kingsley says, fun fact, if you don't randomly hum the tune of this podcast during your daily routine, then I'm not sure that you're a religious listener or not uh, <laughs> uh the extent i like the extended version of the uh the tune it's not like a specific song like the, the i got it from one of those websites where you buy like the rights to a piece of music and uh had to be drum bass but those that went to the live event even if you watch back the live event you'll be able to hear the extended version or if you listen to that um compilation video i created when i got my job in uh in the arsenal writing world um that i made uh, of kind of the the journey we've went on to get to this point uh you would have heard the full version of the song uh on those two so yeah if you want to go and listen to the full version it's available on our live event um you can hear it there uh christopher says tom do you think we'll play a behind closed doors friendly during the international break it's a good question, Chris. I'm not 100% sure that there is enough players to do that um, because we've got a lot of players out. We don't have a senior goalkeeper, for instance. The only senior players that are still left at the club at the moment are Ben White, uh, an injured Urian Timber, Cedric, of course, who you know could be getting a move in the next couple of days. We'll have to wait and see. An injured Mohamed Elneny, otherwise he is close to a return. An injured Thomas Partey. Jorginho is still here. I'm still not sure about Fabio Vieira. I still wasn't able to confirm that. I don't know if the Portuguese... 
under 21 squads. Um, I never actually checked it up yesterday. I was just trying to check. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I haven't been able to check if Fabio Vieira was indeed called up to the under 21s. I don't know. Um, Havertz and Rice are on duty. Saka, Jesus, Martinelli, uh, Trossard. Is Trossard, I think he is. Uh, and Ketia is. And Pepe is obviously about to leave. And Nelson's at the club. So it's only Nelson, Jorginho, Elneny, maybe Vieira. Uh, and Cedric and White, that's it. So I'd be very surprised if we played behind closed doors friendly. There's not really the opportunities. Um, Daniel says, I think Vieira may be too old uh, for the under-21s. Yeah, potentially. I know that there's like weird rulings that sometimes allow. So like if a tournament for like the under-21 championship starts, um, oh, Smith Rowe, of course, is also there. Uh, if like the under-21 tournament starts when you're, just under 21, the qualification process. You could be like 23 when the actual tournament comes around and you can still play in it. So it's a really weird ruling, but uh, I'm not sure if, if Fabio Vieira has indeed been called up. But he's doing all he can to get potential recognition for the senior side for the October international break. So if he gets into the Arsenal team, you never know. He might get a first call up to the, the senior Portuguese side. So that'd be absolutely fantastic to see as well. Um, Omar says schedule a FIFA match for the injured players. <laughs> yeah, they play against each other on FIFA, but every single one of those players that they use has to be themselves. So El Nenny has eleven El Nennies on the field. Yuri and Timber has eleven Timbers. Parte has eleven Partes. That's that's absolutely got to be a thing. Surely that's the way in which they uh, <laughs> keep their brains a bit more active. Um, Stevie says Tom, the perfect birthday present for Saka was being named England's Player of the Season. Yeah, I saw James Madison present uh, Saka with the award. A massive congratulations to Bukayo. Absolutely deserved, as always. Uh, William Salibak says, TC, just got some breaking news, and Dallow has finally come to a halt somewhere near Plymouth. <laughs> I, I thought he'd go further than that, to be honest, but uh, ah, it's not a bad part of the world. Maybe you can go say hello to Chris Carpenter, potentially. Uh, Zuntar says, do you think playing Vieira is a risk against Everton as their very physical side? Uh, if indeed we got the technical ability to play around them. No, I did hear, I think I was listening to the Arsenal Vision, I think it was Tim that might have pointed it out, suggesting that Vieira might be the best choice against Everton because of their physicality. I still think that you can play players that are necessarily known for their physicality, you know, against these sides. You play around that physicality, but they're going to use Decore, they're going to use Anana, they're going to use potentially Idrissa Gay, you know, these players that have, the last time we played them, really bossed the midfield. So we've got to hope that we've got enough technical ability to to be fine when we go up to Goodison Park in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, let's go to Razor, who says, was Madison a missed opportunity for Arsenal? Potentially. Potentially. Um, we'll have to wait until the end of the season to come to a conclusion on that. But yeah, he's looking very, very good, rather frustratingly um, for Spurs. Yeah, very annoying indeed. Uh, Playful Secrets says, hey, Tom, love your stuff. Remember to look after yourself. You need a good health to keep us uh, giving this juicy content. Uh, I'd try my best. Uh, we've got the ESARP podcast tomorrow. That's the Eat Sleep Arsenal Repeat podcast, which is our health and fitness uh, kind of loosely related show. We talk a little bit about mental health and things like that, as well as all the latest Arsenal news as well. So, yeah, things are going good. I'm feeling good. I had a good break the other weekend. It was very much needed. Arsenal winning at the weekend was always going to be a big help going into an international break. I've got a really good uh, weekend coming up this weekend, seeing a few friends. So, yeah, it's important to stay happy, stay well, stay safe, all of those lovely things. Um, and yeah, can't complain right now. Things are things are good in the world. Uh, Kish says, might have missed this, but how can Arsenal still negotiate with Besiktas if the window is closed? Because the Turkish window isn't, Kish. 
So the Turkish window is, is still open despite ours closing. Other nations have windows which go on during different periods. So they can still do business uh, during that period of the season. Uh, Dirk says, do you think it's unfair on Ramsdale if Raya plays Champions League games? No, I don't think so. It's football, it's competition. It's, you know, you've got to play to the best of your ability and we've spent money on a very good goalkeeper. Uh, and so we've got a hope that ultimately he can come in and do a fantastic job and raise Ramsdale's level. So no, it's not unfair. I don't think in any way, shape or form. Yes, Ramsdale help us qualify for that competition, but it's football, sport. It's the way that it goes. And so you just got to try to tackle that and, and deal with it when it comes along. Uh, Jesus's left leg, which is not as good as his right leg, but it's still pretty good. Uh, it says, Tom, what next two transfers do you see us making? Um, it's a good question. I think that um, the, the marquee additions are likely to be a forward um, next summer. And I had, a, I had a few discussions with people yesterday. Uh, I've come to the conclusion that the striker that I would like Arsenal to sign is not Ivan Tony, He's not even Evan Ferguson. I think we'll be priced out of that one. Um, for me, the striker that I would like Arsenal to sign is Benjamin Seska. That is the striker that I would like to see Arsenal go after. Yes, he would have only had one year at Leipzig technically, um, but I've been following him for quite some time. He is a academy. Well, he's he's uh, graduated from the Red Bull Salzburg club. Of course, you know that I have plenty of knowledge of that club and the talent that that team produces. And he was an exciting player when playing in Austria, and he's already begun to translate that ability into the Bundesliga with RB Leipzig. So. Benjamin Sesko is is my pick personally. I think I talked about Sesko like a couple of years on the channel. I was trying to find if I would tweeted about him just to kind of have that whole I told you so type thing. But I'm, I'm sure long-time listeners will know that I've mentioned Benjamin Sesko's name before in the past, before he got all of this credit in the Bundesliga. I'm sure I did. But uh, yeah, for me, Sesko is, uh, is, is the one. And then I think maybe another midfielder because I think Thomas Partey is going to need replacing. So, and also I think maybe some depth in defence. I think there are three areas, you know, the midfield, the defence, the forward line. We, if we bring in three top players again next summer, fantastic stuff. In January, maybe we need to do some work if we need to replace, uh, if we need to bring in some defensive reinforcement. Let's wait and see. But I think you're going to see more players move on next season. You know, you might see some players that we don't expect to move on, like Tommy Asu could leave the club. You know, you might look for more, more minutes. Smith Rowe could leave the club. You know, there are lots of possibilities of players that could move on. We might sell Enketi. You could sell Nelson. You don't know what's going to happen. You could get some surprises. What you find out when you're at the top, when you're at the absolute top of your game and you look at Man City, sometimes you sell players that you didn't expect to sell. You know, sometimes players leave that you didn't expect to leave. We are in a good position with the majority now of our players in terms of contracts. The only players that don't have anything more than a year on their deal is Jorginho has one year left on his deal. Elneny has one year left on his deal. We do have an option in Jorginho's contract. It is worth pointing that out. Um, who else have we got that's only got a year left? I think Cedric's only got a year, but I'd be surprised if he's still here come the end of the window. Um, ben White, we need to make sure we get him signed up to a brand new contract very soon. Erdegaard, we need to make sure. I think he's got two seasons left. So we need to make sure that we get those players signed up on brand new deals as soon as possible. I do know that Talks between Arsenal and Odegaard are indeed underway and are progressing well. He loves the club. He wants to stay. It's just about coming to an agreement. So that's obviously some good news as well. Um, 
Razor says we need to find a Partey replacement in January. If we can do it in January, great. You know, I wouldn't be against the idea of doing that. Just obviously, it's difficult to find the right players in January sometimes. That's that's the only issue. Uh, Leonard uh, says, or Leonard, uh, maybe. Leonard, it's a great way of pronouncing it, but I'm sure it's just Leonard. Uh, morning, Tom. Uh, when fit, if we play Zinchenko and Timber, is this a two-week of a side defensively? As I don't really see Zinni being defensively good enough to play at centre-back, which Timber can, so when he drops in on the right-hand side. I do think that it's possible because Timber is good defensively. You know, Timber's played last season, the majority of games. In fact, I think all of his Eredivisie games were at centre-half. He is good defensively. He's not as good defensively as, say, Gabriel, you know, but he is a good defender still. So I think there is potential, but you're not going to be able to see that, sadly, until, you know, well into, you know, maybe April. May time at the earliest with Timber, if that's even a possibility, which is a sad state of affairs, but it is the reality of the situation and we have to deal with that. Um, Adam says, Tom, uh, I was thinking Odegaard can only really play at attacking midfield. He's played at centre mids, but a master of that uh, attacking midfield position. Can you think of any other players that were only attacking midfielders and couldn't play anywhere else like Ozil? Um, it's an interesting question because we obviously think of attacking midfielders as players who often play in wide areas as well. Like you think Santi Cazorla joined Arsenal and started on the left. Aaron Ramsdale had a lot of time playing on the right. Joe Willock, maybe. Joe Willock, I think maybe was an attacking midfielder that can really only play attacking midfield. I wouldn't play Joe Willock in a wide area. So I think maybe Joe Willock is one of those attacking midfielders that can really only play in the middle of the park. He's a different type of attacking midfielder. Um, but we did play Ozil in a wide area as well, to be fair. I think I remember playing Ozil like, on the right at times. So, yeah, I think that maybe Joe Willock is, is potentially one. Um, Kish says, as a journalist, without revealing your secrets, how do you get the information regarding Raya? Though contacts higher up at Arsenal and other clubs. It's funny, is that as a journalist and without revealing your secrets, how do you get the information about Raya? It's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to answer that question. How do I reveal, how do I tell you how I get the information without revealing the secrets of the tray? It's just sources, you know, that's, uh, and I'm not talking about tomato ketchup. <laughs> it's just sources. Kish, it would be a miss of me to reveal that. You know, it's a, a journalist trade that you, as you, you know, I am very, very new to this job still. You know, I only left teaching in 2020, I think it was. Yeah, it was the year of the pandemic. So 2020 October is when I left teaching. And in the space of leaving teaching in 2020, joining Football.London in 2021 after less than a year with 101, um, you know, the number of contacts that you build up, it's surprising. You know, it's it's about going out there and networking and um, speaking to the right people and building up uh, relationships with the right people. So, and uh, and that's how you end up getting information because you can speak to people and you know things like that but sometimes you don't always get the information sometimes uh people don't want to give the information and that's absolutely fine you have to respect that but you know it's it's important that you know i keep those contacts obviously very secret because otherwise other people would be able to access that information so that's just the way that it works bakery lasagna tell us your secrets without telling us your secrets <laughs> <laughs> is yeah it's just one of those things isn't it i can't tell you obviously um but uh and uh, you know you wouldn't expect david ornstein to give his sources away or fabrizio romano you know it's the same process these people have been doing it way way longer than me with different methods in some cases you know 
Um, and it's about building up those, you know, relationships as you grow as a, as a journalist. But, you know, I'm very new to it. So I'm a very small compared to those guys in terms of like a network of, of potential guests. Um, Matt G says, don't reveal your sources, Tom, but can you share your bank details, please? Yes, of course. I'll leave it on the community tab and the Discord page. Uh, Lewis says, I spotted Tom in a dodgy car park at half past midnight in a black hoodie exchanging briefcases. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. It's a, it's a little bit of paper with a note saying, David Rea can play against Brentford. That's, <laughs> that's how it works. Phil, yes, I am wearing, uh, I know you can't see my bottom half, but I'm wearing shorts. It's going to be ridiculously warm. No, I've not done a show in my underwear. You'll be very glad to know that I don't need to, uh, <laughs> I don't have to do the thing like the Zoom calls where you're like suit and shirt and tie and just in your boxer shorts. No, I can tell you categorically I am wearing shorts. I'm not going to prove that, but I am wearing shorts. <laughs> Shane says, Tom, why, why am I wearing the Arsenal or the Man United away kit? See, I have like a lot of different T-shirts that apparently look like different away kits. Um, so I like this t-shirt, by the way. It's nice. <laughs> I know it does. I don't think it does look like the Man United away kit. I know what you might think. There's definitely not any like that blue color. You know, the white stripes are slightly thicker on this one. So yes. Ray says, have I won the war with the microphone? Potentially. The strategy, I can tell you the strategy we've gone for. I spoke to Gabriel, who's of course one of the, uh, one of the, my fantastic people behind the scenes who's done a lot of audio stuff for the live events that we've done and the Arsenal Vision and the Arsenal Blog Live events as well. His suggestion was take out the power cable whilst recording the show, which appears so far to have worked. Um, so whilst I'm doing the show, don't charge the laptop. You know, I have a very good battery in this laptop and usually my laptop is on charge all the time because I'm using it all the time while I'm working. But and the other option, which someone else gave to me in a comment uh, on YouTube, was uh, let me give them some credit. Who was it? It was Latoya Fleming, fantastic name. Um, says try um, different things regarding the, uh, the the USBs, and then someone else gave me the idea to change it from forty-eight thousand hertz to forty-one thousand hertz. We've done that, or forty-four point one thousand hertz. Um, we've done that. So, so far it's going all right. It's going all right. So happy days. So it might, it might break now because that's how life works, <laughs> but, uh, so far so good. Um, TJR says, who are you looking forward to watching in the champions league? It's Kubo and Real Sociedad for me. Uh, it's a good question actually. Yeah. Real Sociedad are exciting because obviously Kieran Tini being there is one to look out for, uh, Rebel Salzburg. I'm always keen to see how they get on, um, as my kind of, I don't like all of them a second team, so it's, it's, they're not a second team, but just as a team that I, I keep a, a strong eye on, um, seeing how they'll get on. I'm curious to see how Newcastle get on in the Champions League as well, and it's always fun watching Borussia Dortmund as well. So, yeah, and um, of course, Real Madrid and Jude Bellingham. Uh, as an England fan, I want to see Jude Bellingham doing well. And Ramos joining Sevilla means that I might be able to catch a glimpse of old Ramos in the mix zone. Old Ramos, to make some sound of it. You won't want to have a chat with me if I call him old Ramos. But, uh, yeah, I might see if I can try and grab Sergio Ramos in the mix zone. That'd be pretty cool. Um, let's go to Omar says, can we have a subtle background? Uh, haven't been a fan of the glowing logo, to be honest. Uh, it's iOS 5 in times of iOS 6. No, no, no. This is great, and this isn't going anywhere. So the glowing background is fine. This is, you know, I love it. It's like, 
it's like I run an old bar or something like that. <laughs> you can tell we're open when the sign's on. That's uh, that's how it works. Uh, Rudy, thank you so much for the kind donation. Lataro Martinez was a pipe dream signing for me. I can imagine him and Jesus doing some damage up top. What are your thoughts? I mean, Lataro Martinez is the type of forward that's kind of similar to Jesus. Like you always felt like you needed to play off somebody that was kind of more physical, like a Lukaku or a Jeko. You know, you always felt like he had to play off one of those type of strikers to work. So I'm not sure that he and Jesus would work together. Um, I think that's probably the way that it would it would work ultimately. Um, Omar's going to get himself banned. <laughs> Look, you can you can criticize, you can not be a fan of the backgrounds. That's okay, but it doesn't mean that I don't have to like it. I love it, <laughs> and it cost me a hell of a lot of money as well. So uh, it's going to be used. I say it cost me a lot of money. Obviously, I invest a lot of money that you guys help support the channel with. You know, we try and invest in making the channel as good as it can be whether it's uh, the equipment that sometimes fails me, the backgrounds, the soundproofing I've got all in front of me, um, you know, all those things, uh, cameras, tripods, arms for microphones that have Rudegaard on them. Uh, so there you go. Um, I must say, Tom only gets triggered when talking about Trossard. Shush. <laughs> Talk to me about a Trossard. Uh, Red Star says, Tom, do you think we might see a two-striker formation with Eddie and Jesus? Uh, no, I don't think it'd be a two-striker formation. I think you might see Gabriel Jesus operating in a wide area. Maybe he'll rotate with Saka. Like for that PSV game, don't be surprised if Eddie and Jesus both start and Saka's given a bit of a rest. You know, I think Jesus is potentially something that we need to have a look at. Um, for that that wide left position. I think that's certainly something that Arsenal fans should be open to the idea of seeing. And if, you know, I know that we desperately need maybe a, a right winger, but for me, I would love to see, um, you know, I would love to see uh, uh, Saka given a rest and, um, and Jesus given the opportunity. So there you go. Uh, that's what I would, uh, that's what I would indeed like to, uh, like to have a look at. Uh, let's keep going. I'm going to try and tackle some more of your questions. Nothing's wrong with Trossards. I just end up ranting about Trossard quite a lot because people suggested that um, uh, that I'd said something about regarding like him coming off the bench. <laughs> Someone completely misread something I said, uh, and it, it set me off. So you know, I'm easily set off, as you guys very well know. A uh, boss says, uh, "Yo, Tom, uh, say the Champions League final was tomorrow and we're playing against Real Madrid. What's your starting eleven from our squad? Is that assuming that everybody's fit? Because hopefully Timber would be fit by the Champions League final." Um, even if he was, you know, Zinchenko is so important. I think I would go with Ramsdale at the moment because I still haven't seen enough of Raya. So I can't put faith in Raya yet. I'm still waiting to see what, what's feasible on that end. Um, I would go Ben White and Saliba and Gabriel Zinchenko as the back four. I'd go with Rice and Partey in the middle with Erdegaard. And then I'd go with Jesus up top, Saka and Martinelli. That would be my team. Um, so yeah, or, or from our squad now. So if who's available right now? So that means Partey's injured, Timber's injured. Um, anyone else injured? Elneny? <laughs> Elneny going to play in the Champions League final? I'd love that. I'll tell you what, if we're in the Champions League final, we're winning 2-0. Last minute, Mohamed Elneny comes on, scores a screamer to make it 3-0. Oh, can you imagine? That'd be glorious. That would be absolutely brilliant to see. That would be my highlight of my life, seeing Elneny score a screamer in a Champions League final. Um, so the team that's available now, same back four and goalkeeper. It would be Rice and... Oh, that's tough. That's really tough because you can go with Jorginho to have a little bit more control. 
or you could play Vieira, or you could try and play Havertz, you know. Um, I know the Havertz call wouldn't be a popular one. I think I would go Jorginho and Rice, you know. Um, yeah, Jorginho, Rice, Odegaard, Saka, Jesus, and, uh, and Martinelli. That would be my team. What is a Real Madrid and Arsenal combined 11? I'll tell you what, that's a great question because Real Madrid's team, you know, are really starting to get back to the levels that they used to be at, um, you know, back in the day. So the team, they let's have a look at what a team would look like. Well, you know, striker-wise, they're struggling because Yosselu plays a lot for, for Real Madrid at the moment uh, after they've struggled to get hold of an out-and-out striker. Vinicius Jr. is injured, but let's assume that everybody is fit, right? So in goal, Ramsdale, because Kepa Arizabalaga is is currently in goal. But I suppose Thibaut Courtois, you know, if I say everybody's fit, we've got to go with Thibaut Courtois. So Thibaut Courtois, then you've got a choice between Danny Carvajal and Ben White. I'm going with Ben White, personally. Call me mad, but I'm going with Ben White. Centre-backs, Rudiger and Alaba and Saliba and Gabriel. Well, I think Alaba, it, I love David Alaba. He's one of, been one of my favourite players for a very long time. I was desperate for Arsenal to sign him from Bayern and they didn't. And I think he's brilliant. Rudiger is also fantastic. But I'm going to have to go with Saliba. I'm going to have to go Saliba and Alaba in the back two. Imagine how mobile that would be. Saliba and Alaba, how much distribution you get off those two. Fantastic. Left back. Left back at Real Madrid's difficult. And I think Zinchenko does actually get into this team at left back because they've got uh, they've got Garcia, I think. Fran Garcia, who's a 24-year-old uh, player who has been playing for them a little bit. But they've also got Ferlamendi. Uh, they've got Camavinga can play there as well. But other than that, they don't have too many options. Nacho can play there also. So I think it would be Zinchenko at left back uh, to choose between the pair. Then you're going into midfield. By the way, Bellingham has been playing in an attacking midfield role. But what I would do is, is I would personally play Declan Rice at CDM and then Bellingham next to him uh, on the left a little bit. And then on the right, Martin Odegaard would go there. Um, so Chouameni doesn't get in. Modric <laughs> isn't getting in. Kamavinga's not getting in. Tony Cruz isn't getting in. For me, Declan Rice is the best defensive midfielder out of any player because we talked about Real Madrid before. They don't have too many sixes. It's just Chouameni. You know, Valverde is also fantastic as well. But Bellingham and Odegaard have to play together for me. So it's Rice, Bellingham and, and Odegaard for me um, in that midfield three. And then in attack, on the right, has to has to be Saka. On the left, has to be Vinicius Jr. And up top, it's got to be Gabriel Jesus right now. Because they don't have a forward. They don't have a set of forwards at this moment in time, really. Um, to pick from. So it's got to be Saka, Jesus and Vin, uh, Vinicius Jr. So how many how many Arsenal players is that? So Ramsdale, Saliba, Zinchenko, Rice, Odegaard, Jesus and Saka. How mad is it that I'm saying that only four Real Madrid players get into a combined Arsenal Real... Oh, sorry, it's not because Courtois, isn't it? So it's five. Uh, five Real Madrid players get into... A combined 11. Arsenal have more players in a combined 11 of Real Madrid um, and uh, <laughs> and Arsenal. That is the level. That is where we're at. That is brilliant. White as well. You know, White. So, yeah, Courtois. Courtois, Alaba, Bellingham um, and Vinicius. Oh, it's four. Seven. Seven Arsenal players. That's quite mad. I'd be interested to know what Real Madrid fans would argue. I think they'd probably try and argue that Carvajal would go over White. They'd probably argue that Rudiger would go over Saliba. Um, 
they might even put Alaba at left back and then use um, Eder Militao potentially as well, I suppose, um, as, as a potential option. But yeah, it's great. Amazing how Arsenal have, have come to this level, isn't it? The recruitment at Arsenal, the way in which we progress as a club, showing that level of competitivity is amazing. Uh, and we are one of the potential options. Um, so uh, for kind of, you know, up there as biggest teams for uh, for the tournament. So, but I'm sure Real Madrid fans would, would get into a right debate with me. Um, Modric is brilliant, but I just think you can't really put him into a midfield when you've got Bellingham and Odegaard as kind of those creators. It has to be Bellingham and Odegaard and then Rice, surely. Rice is clear of Chiuameni for me. I think Chiuameni's great, but Rice is just brilliant. I did rather pathetically spend some time this morning just going back over some old comments in the YouTube section saying we've overpaid for Rice, Rice is average, should have bought Caicedo, going, do you still think this? <laughs> so if you left one of those comments, there's a good chance I may have replied to you from three months ago saying, do you still feel this way? <laughs> so yeah, it's always important. Always important. Uh, Matt says, stay off social media, Tom. The Madrid fans will not be kind to you. I know. Um, I know. Very passionate are those Real Madrid supporters. But it's, it's, you know, it's a very, very, very good conversation. I enjoyed that question. Enjoyed that question a lot. Very much so. Uh, both teams' midfields are very, very good. Real Madrid used to have a bit of an issue, kind of who would partner Modric and Cruz after Casemiro left. Valverde's come through and been brilliant. They've got so many midfielders now. Chuameni, Camavinga, Tony Cruz, Modric, Bellingham, Valverde. Yeah, so much talent. And Danny Ceballos, don't forget, has, has had a bit of a remontada as well. So, you know, they've had some great midfielders uh, do Real Madrid. But Arsenal's forward line is, you know, Saka is for me. I love Rodrigo. I think he's a fantastic player. But Saka is clear, let's be real. They don't have a centre forward after losing Karen Benzema. It would have been Karen Benzema over Jesus, but uh has to be Jesus over Yossalu, <laughs> you know, right now. Um, so, yeah, like, surely a, a striker is on the cards for Real Madrid. I think they're going to look to try and bring in Mbappe in, in 24. I think that's what they're going to look to try and do. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. It's exciting being Arsenal. What would my starting 11 be with Bayern Munich? We'll do that tomorrow, Jimbo. Uh, we'll do the Arsenal combined 11 with Bayern tomorrow, yeah? Uh, I feel like we can only do one of those a day. Anyway, uh, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Very much appreciate your time, as always. I hope that you've had a fantastic start to your week. We've made it to Wednesday. Buzzing. Nearly swore then. <laughs> buzzing to reach Wednesday. It means that you're halfway, more than halfway through your weekday now. Um, let's make it through to the end of the week and then the international break, I'm sure, will be over very swiftly and we can get back to some Arsenal uh, once again. Uh, it really does mean the world that over a thousand of you are listening on an international break show. That's amazing. Thank you for the continued support on the channel. Thank you for everyone that continues to listen and tune in. It means the absolute world. Thank you for those that listen on audio platforms as well, on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, all those places. Thank you for that as well. Make sure you drop a like. If you are on iTunes and you can spare a few minutes of your time, do leave us a five-star review and uh, and a written review as well. It does help us out a lot, getting us up the old iTunes chart. So yeah, leave us a review. Uh, it would mean the absolute world if you could do that. I think we broke into something like the top 50 British sports podcasts, which is kind of mad when you think about how where we've come from and how many other massive Arsenal podcasts there are. So yeah, that was great to see um, when we, we broke into the top 50. So doing things like those iTunes reviews really do help us get up those charts. So thank you to everybody that does take a couple of minutes of their time to do that. I hope that you had a good week. I hope that you continue to be safe and well. And as always, and most importantly, up the Arsenal. 
It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.